Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode. Feels like we just spoke to you yesterday, but this is season 17, episode 3. Hi, Aid. Hi, Tane. How are you? I am great. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, it's going to be an exciting weekend. Headed to BravoCon. Sad you're not coming this time. It has been a very difficult few days. <laughs> <laughs> Every podcast I listen to, like, freaking Ben from Watch What Crappens is... No, Ronnie, actually, sorry. Ben is not going, but Ronnie is going. Last year, they wouldn't go. And I'm like, everybody's going to be there. Mary Payne's going to be there. You're going to be there. I'm just like, I'm having sadness, but I'm also kind of glad that I don't have to get on a plane because I'm tired of traveling. Yeah, that's true. You've you've lived in the air and occasionally come to land. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm interested to see how it's going to be just because the only reason... Really, it's just because they changed the location. If it was, you know, we went back and forth when you were still thinking about going on whether to go or not. But it's like, if it was still in New York, I don't know if I would have gone, really. I just think that it would be a different vibe being in Vegas this time. But it also seems like it's going to be massive. And a lot of things have changed from last year. Like, they even involved Ticketmaster. That's how you know things have changed. So we'll see. Okay. We'll give you the Mandy's going to be there. Who am I missing? Oh! <laughs> exciting. Um, the Bravo docket is definitely going to be there. Uh, yeah, it's just a list of everybody's going to be there but me. And <laughs> and I do wonder if they'll organize. Like, you've told me about some of the like logistical changes. And yeah. I want to see if it creates a better experience. Yeah. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. And part of me is like, of course I'm going next year because I would have missed it this year. So we'll see. I'll be going solo. You will be going solo. Unless it's like, well, I don't know where it's going to be, but we'll see. (laughs) I'm like, is there a particular person who has to be there to make you go? Is there like a location? Like, what can we do to make you go to BravoCon next year? We'll see. We'll see what happens. It's still a year out. (laughs) (sighs) All right. All right, so you want to share the updates that we have this week for people? Um, I think one of the most exciting things that has happened to this podcast is now we're on YouTube. Um, <laughs> you're not going to like see our faces or anything, but if that's your preferred medium for listening to podcasts, now you can find us on YouTube. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. So you can just add it to your playlist. Exactly. And as per usual, we will, of course, have After Party on Patreon. We did Sister Wives this week. We have, like, a ton of bonus episodes on Patreon. Um, So feel free to go check those out. And we will, of course, keep them coming. Um, And if you're back with us after a little break, we do want you to know that we did off-season episodes. We did fun things like interviewing Nicole from Nashville If you watch Love is Blind, we covered it. So feel free to go back and see what happened while Mavs was not on and 
there might be something there that you want to listen to. Yeah, I gotta say that was really fun. Like, you know, in the regular season, it's just maths. So it was kind of nice to just talk about like the other shows that we watched, you know, The Bachelor, The Housewives. And then we even did some documentaries. So that was nice. The break was good. Because absence makes a heart grow fonder. I'm so loving the show this season. Each Ugh. episode, I'm like, this is, I'm like, have they gotten better? Or like, am I starved? What is going on here? Or the previous season was so bad. We could only go up. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> no, no, it was like, no, this season is good. Is the season is giving us everything. What is it I always say? I don't mind the drama, but just give us a little bit of the cheese. And so far, just um, three episodes in, we're getting a lot of the cheese based on the previews um, that we saw. We are going to get the drama for sure. So I'm liking the balance. I'm enjoying it. So, yeah, let's just get into it. Um, we start with Cameron and Claire. They are the last couple that are going to get married. Her sister walks in, seemingly so excited. And I don't know why I did not clock this until now, but Cameron is tall. Like, <laughs> I, I clocked it to this episode, but it wasn't. It was at the point actually when Claire made it down the aisle. I was like, oh, this is a Nicole and Chris situation. <laughs> um. So she walks in and then Cameron has the biggest smile on his face. And I'm like, whew, thank God. I think Claire might have had the cutest dress. I do not have any recollection of this when they were dress shopping, but her dress was so cute. The train was so lovely, especially how it was all splayed out behind her. I don't know if this is a recency bias thing, but what do you think? I like her dress. I thought it was interesting that she waved at Cameron as she um, turned the corner. It was cute <laughs> and awkward at the same time. Um, in terms of dress winning, though, no one wins dress for me. Like, they all were good, but they were all an equal level of good. No one was particularly spectacular. Okay. Um, she gets to the end of the aisle, and he tells her she is breathtaking. What was it we had last week that we said was so great? and then this Phenomenal. Week we get- phenomenal and then now we get breathtaking i'm like come through cameron that's a good start and then she was like oh you have an accent she was like oh now i understand the gift and he's like yeah i probably should have explained more i'm like yes cameron probably (laughs) that was a good Um, redemption moment though but i was thinking (laughs) to myself look i maybe i'm not that bright but i would not immediately put together kiwi and new zealand right I was like, what if she thinks that that's like some Australian animal? <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's possible. <laughs> that is possible. Um, so, yeah, um, they do the friends and family introduction, and they do mention that she has a large, occasionally overwhelming family, and he won't be welcome till he survives the care family roast session. And Cameron jokes, oh, he's very roastable, ha, ha, ha. Um, I feel like you could visibly see her relax. Like I've been saying this since last episode, Claire is a little bit uptight. Like she just seems stressed all the time. And I feel like you could visibly see her like, okay, I've seen this person. It seems okay. And I think because she found him attractive. Yes. All of the above. Yes. She has, they really, yes, she relaxed. I will say that. Part of the reasons, another reason why the season is so good is like, it feels like everything we've complained about in the past is 
being taken into account because all the time you guys hear me say, I don't care if it's what they need, what they, whatever, give them somebody they find attractive just so they can have something like a springboard to spring off of. Because like, no matter what Claire was thinking, if she turned around that corner and she had somebody that she did not think was attractive, it would just all go downhill. But they can hold on to the fact that, oh, I think he's cute. And then they can go from there. So, so far, so good this season. Um, I do think as much as I say that she relaxed, I think she tensed up again when they mentioned that he loves bike riding. Because <laughs> she's like, I don't ride. So, yeah. Um, Cameron's vows were funny and it was a good balance of lightheartedness and serious. And he ended it by saying, if all else fails, we'll blame it on the experts. I'm like, we've been saying that. So join, join the, join the queue. Um, when they exchange rings, his rings barely makes it down his ring finger. Did they not size his ring? I was very concerned because it seemed like they wanted to force it down there. And I was like, we don't need a trip to the emergency room this evening. Like, if the ring doesn't fit, just leave it where it is and fix it later. Yeah, if it doesn't fit, you must have quit. Just let it. But they didn't push it all the way down. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I shouldn't have said that. But <laughs> um, it didn't go all the way down. And they just kept. But I'm just like, how did they make that mistake? I don't know. I just, I didn't understand it not fitting at all. But the good news is I was scared that they would be the couple that did not kiss, but we are four for four and they went in for the kiss and they had a kiss and chef's kiss to all the couples. You all get my gold star for this. Um, they start walking to go chat in the cold since the producers are forcing them to chat in the cold. It's all snowed out too. Claire tells us that she thinks he's adorable as we hear her tell him that she loves his accent. Americans love accents. I mean, let me be specific. They love accents from certain places. And it just makes them go gaga once they hear it. And we hear, we're going to hear, a, oh, go ahead. I'm just contemplating your point about accents. <laughs> <laughs> what is in the contemplation? <laughs> I just want everybody to think deeply about the accents that people are like, oh my God, the accent. And the accents are like, oh, they had an accent. Because uh, there's, there's yeah. a difference. Yeah, 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 they are. That's why it was specific from certain places. So um, we're going to hear a lot about this accent thing. And at some point I was like, oh my God, it's enough. We get it. Um, she thinks she is handsome. And they talk about the relief of just being on the other side, finally meeting who their spouse is. Cameron tells us that he thinks there's chemistry. And if they were in a cafe, they'd be talking. This is so random, but I just found it interesting that he didn't say if we're in a bar. He said if we're in a cafe. He's not that kind of person. <laughs> so she asked him about his siblings, and he says he has a brother who's in New Zealand. And then he says his mother was born in Ohio. And I cackled so loud because last week when we were talking about it, I just said... We're going to find out that his mom was born in America. <laughs> I swear I had no idea. I don't know if they said it, but I was like, what are the odds? But there we go. And But he was born and raised in New Zealand. And it just made me think a little. Like, yes, it's too far. And we had all the speculations last week. But honestly, what if he does not have a good relationship with his family? 
Like, I'm hoping not because family means so much to Claire. But I'm like, what if they're saving this little nugget about that? About camera? Maybe. But I've always thought having a bad relationship, when you have the big family, it's if, if your spouse has a bad relationship with their family, it can sometimes be easier for you. You know, you, you know, you just avoid that side. Everything's with my side. Wonderful for me. It is, but sometimes for people like Claire, who's just very into like the family, the big family or whatever, they're not always open-minded about the fact like when they hear there's not a good relationship, it's like red flags for them. Like how, like how, like some people don't comprehend the fact that not everyone is blessed to have a family that's loving and welcoming. They just think, oh, something must be wrong. And then that means you don't know how to be in a family and just think like the negative side of it. So that's the part I was thinking, like, I hope it doesn't cause friction on that end. Um, He does say that his mother's college roommate's neighbors was basically the entire... You can see you can see Claire going, okay, mother is Frederick. Good, got it. Um, was basically the entire um side room, his side of the room. And I'm like, that's a lot of neighbors. But also his mother's college roommate. Oh, his mother's college roommate. You know, I just got it as I was saying it now. I thought he said his mother's college roommate's neighbors. But anyways, I'm going into this too deep. But anyways. They came and showed up for him. And they took him in um, when he moved to America. Well, he also said that they gave him a job, which I found that they really took him in. (laughs) And gave him a place to stay. And then the first thing Claire says is, do your parents know about this? You guys, I rewound it just to make sure. He doesn't say yes, they know. All he says is, I just think, you know, we're going to go back and have a second wedding in New Zealand if she wants to. And she's like, oh, I love that. And I'm like, you were looking for the yes. Yes, they know that I'm getting married to a stranger today. Yes. And I'm like, we'll FaceTime them to say hello. Yes. I'm like, is he waiting for, but I mean, there's no way you can hide that if all those people were there. I'm guessing they're in communication with his parents because I hope he's not waiting for this to be like, this works out. Then at the end, it's like, surprise guys, I was married and now we're going to do a wedding because that would be weird. And he had a cousin there, right? Last Yes. Week. That was there. So. so he asks about the memorial and then she just drops like, oh yeah, I'm a quadruplet. And he's like, what? <laughs> and then he, she does mention that he passed away um, four years ago and she just feels like he's been there this whole time. She's not a person who takes risks, but he, she feels like he has been guiding her and just led her to this place. Um, he asked how many kids, if she's a quadruplet and she has a sister, she's like, oh, they're six. And I swear Cameron looks so nervous. It was hilarious. I'm sure it was like a producer's edit or something, but he was looking around like somebody saved me. What? That's a lot of siblings in this day and age. It is. And it's honestly, it's relatable. Like we both have like, you know, not a, one sibling and <laughs> To me, everything from three and up is like, whoa, that's a lot. <laughs> um, we go to picture taking time. Emily and Brennan, their pictures go okay. They seem happy. He 
He tells us that he hopes that they bond and they say yes on decision day. Um, I found it interesting. Emily took some pictures with her coat on. It was a nice coat. Yeah, it was with the coat on and without. Like hers was white. I found later on, um, Becca had something similar, but hers was pink. And I really liked it in pink. The white on white wasn't really doing it for me, but the pink on the white was really a nice contrast. Um, for that. Did you notice that for their one-on-one conversation, they were not outside? For who? Um, um, Claire and Cameron. Oh, yes. But honestly, she's the only one who seemed like she was cold. She was the only one who wore her coat. She did not take her coat off until she was literally in the room because I was like, she's still wearing her coat. So she was probably like, I don't know what you guys are doing. I'm not sitting outside. (laughs) (laughs) I love that for her. (laughs) Figure it out. Um, Claire and Cameron. um, Claire said she feels giddy, that he's everything she was picturing. And then we find out that Claire is just five foot. No inches, just on the dot, five. Um, I don't know how tall Cameron is. He's just really tall. Um, is he really but, tall or does he just look really tall because she's short? Mm, he's really tall. Okay. I mean, when they stood with the pictures, he just seemed like he was tall. Um, Becca and Austin. Now, you guys, last week I had concern that Becca was doing this mommy thing. Let me wipe your mouth. Let me do your thing. She did not help her case for me this week because she continued the whole thing. I get it. She's a wedding photographer, yada, yada. But they were taking the pictures and she was trying to boss them around to put hand in a pocket. Relax. It's your wedding day. Like just enjoy it. But I think she caught herself eventually. And then she was like, oh, okay, never mind, never mind, never mind. I'm just going to enjoy myself. Um, Austin thinks that she's goofy and weird, but he's excited. Now, Aid, I didn't notice it before, but we got a listener, Taylor. Hi, Taylor. She messaged to ask that if we close our eyes, does Austin not sound like Henry from New Orleans? I will say yes. I I did not close my eyes, but I saw her message and I was like, oh, she's got a point. I said I was going to look out for it this night. And the minute he opened his mouth and say, oh, she's goofy. I was like, oh, my God, yes. <laughs> A thousand <laughs> times. So you were right, Taylor. <laughs> um, and then during the pictures, they kiss and they kiss a lot. They had a really cute confessional where Becca says, I'll tell you how to keep your husband. One, make out a lot. Two, make out a lot. Three, think he's cute it was just really cute so they had a good time and i thought their pictures were lovely and then at the end the photographer took a picture of them and the photographer said oh so cute and becca's like we know (laughs) that just made me laugh she just seemed to be enjoying her wedding and that was great lauren and orion for some reason we did not get a picture taking in depth with them we just they were just part of the montage in the beginning but not the way everybody else had a segment i don't know why um she asked him his first impression he says that his first impression of her he was floored um they go on their first dance and this is something i wish keisha asks at the after party what is their song choice i don't know legally i know they can't play it because of legal reasons, but can they answer that on after party and mention what it was on after party? I don't know, but that's something I would be interested in. I, I like knowing what people pick for their. I think they've said answers. it before. 
I don't remember any songs, but I recall people, I think, being asked this either on, probably on After Party, and saying which song they picked. But who knows? Maybe I'm forgetting. <laughs> so I specifically remember Claire telling us their first dance, but it wasn't it wasn't an interview after they were done with maths. But I don't recall anyone on After Party actually saying, I think in interviews after maths, but I don't know, again, if on Lifetime itself they can actually say it. I don't know, because I've never heard it. Um, he tells her that his mom used to be a, it was kind of awkward, their dancing. And he says that his mom used to be a Zumba uh, instructor so he can dance. Orion is getting really interesting to me because first girl certificate and then now my mom is a Zumba instructor so I can, that's not how it works. But anyways, he does say that. He, <laughs> you know, I'm glad for this because I was like, am I the only person who thinks, what does Zumba have to do with like slow dancing? Yeah. They're two different styles of dance, two different skills. The music's not the same. But I'm glad I wasn't alone in these these musings. <laughs> but to be fair, I don't think he meant slow dancing. I think he was just saying that he can dance. But then he says also that he's a grass dancer. And she does ask, what is that? And he explains that um, they're like the grass dancers are like the medicine men of the tribes. And when the tribes migrate, they send grass dancers. And they're kind of like a prayer um, for where they migrate to. So she says her first impression, she was at ease and she was just happy he was tall. Listen, Aid, um, you know how we weren't sure what we thought about her, what she what she feels about him last week? I don't know that she is attracted to him. She's not using specific words like his cues oh my husband fine maybe she did last week i didn't hear it this week but she said i was at ease he was tall and later on in the episode mom energy <laughs> so i'm not getting I mean, i'm not getting a oh i want you to throw me against the wall i'm getting a you know what you are the thing that i need in my life for stability kind of thing that's the vibe that I'm getting. What do you think? I'm not going to disagree with you. <laughs> I, I said last week that their first conversation was pleasant, but not romantic. <laughs> so, but you see, but the thing is, I will give her props for this. When we interviewed Nicole, Nicole said the same thing, you, that she was coming in, being open, not that looks weren't important, but it's just like it wasn't like the number one thing. And I think that that's the attitude. If you choose to do this, you should. And I think that's what Lauren is doing. Like maybe he's not her spec, but he has other things and she likes the other things that she, he's about him and she's willing to see where this goes. So she does mention that she has never dated outside her race, which I found interesting because She's never dated outside her race, but she was open to any race for marriage. Do you think that makes a difference? Or is that, do you find that interesting at all? Or it's just, that makes sense? I found it interesting more from the expert's perspective. Um, it has taken quite a risk to match somebody who says that they've never dated outside their race to, to uh, pairing them with someone who's outside their race. For married at first sight. Have you watched the show? The experts <laughs> don't care. <laughs> you tell them you, I want green, they're going to give you purple. <laughs> you, know, 
there are like people on Reddit will get out there and talk about they're just pairing these two for drama and ratings. And this season, I'm like, I don't think that's a good argument. The way everybody is finding all these commonalities and finding yeah. all these things, I, I'm like, look, if things go wrong this season, I'm really maybe we'll find out more. But I'm at this stage, I'm like, the experts seem to have done their best. You people have a lot in common. Random things. <laughs> <laughs> so Orion says he has never dated his race, and I think that's kind of like a red flag. But mm-hmm. I'm holding my horses until we know more. <laughs> that was but, that was a red flag to me. Uh. <laughs> Again, anybody can date who they want to date, but when you consciously choose not to date your own race, we got to unpack that. Got to figure out what's going on. And I don't know. The conversation with Lauren's dad later on did not help his case. Nope. Okay. So Lauren tells us that she has asked God for a person that she can slow dance with while they cook. So the slow dance now lets her know that there will be more. Y'all, I know that this was supposed to be cute. And I'm not being a Grinch because I love Lauren and Orion. I just didn't get the correlation. Like, you're going to slow dance at your wedding. I, I I don't know that that means you're going to slow dance when you cook. And there'll be more. I mean, I hope there's more for her kids. I just, you know. But I'm going to roll with it because she liked it and she was getting emotional. So I'm not going to steal that away from her. This is just between us because we're friends. <laughs> um. So Claire and Cameron have their first dance, and this was very awkward because the height difference between them is very vast. And at some point, I think he lifted her. I don't even know why she tried to hold his neck while they danced, because that's impossible. So she got it together and just put it around his waist. Cameron says that he can tell that, you know, this whole process and everything has made her nervous. And he's confident that as they get to know each other, she can relax. And I'm, I'm with Cameron. I hope Claire gets to relax. Like, I can literally see that she's not breathing. Like, I just need Claire <laughs> to relax. Like, I'm nervous just watching her, even an after party. That's the she thing that scares me. She has anxious energy. She does. And, I, and that's the thing that scares me is like first day, the wedding, all that. I get it. I, I completely get it. It's a very scary thing. But the fact that she's still like wound up tight on after party, I'm like, whoa. Um, she asked if he specified that he didn't want someone short. And Cameron said, I might have said not shorter than 5'4", <laughs> like Cameron. Um, she laughs so it off. <laughs> I didn't know that she was five foot even until you said it. I thought okay. that she was like five four or five five or you know something. I just thought he was really tall. So I didn't realize until right now what a dig it was when he said, I asked for five four. He should have never said that. Should have kept your mouth And honestly, I did think she was like five four. So unless she was joking when she said it, but she said I'm five nothing, five zero. So that's why I said, but that is a ding. And um, I'm sorry to be crass, but I'm just like, what are the sex logistics going to be like for these two? Because it's just a high difference. Because at least with Alexis and Justin, Alexis was tall. <laughs> um, so, 
I mean, no, All they can, can make it work. Is, <laughs> the short people and the tall people of the world have been making it work, so I'm not too concerned. I know they're going to make it work. Shawnee and Shaquille O'Neal made it work and had like six or five children. I'm just being ridiculous because we also had Matt, Matt and Amber. So that was a height difference too. So um, Claire is just still full of good things to say about him and they're good. All right. We will be right back for Emily and Brennan's reception. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you make can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Summer is coming, and it is time for all of us to go on vacation. You can use the money you earn from Earn In to buy a new bathing suit or some new clothes for your fun summer vacation. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in AltoCall on the podcast. When you sign up, it'll really help the show. That's AltoCall on the podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max, see earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their Ginger Lime Mule and Grapefruit Paloma, which happen to be my favorites, you can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the recess mocktail sampler at takearecess.com slash autocallmafs. You guys know I don't drink very much. So recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress balancing adaptogens. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallmafs so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. And we're back. So Emily and Brennan are the chosen couple this season to have the first clink of glasses every season at the reception 
We get a couple that does the clink of glasses. And this year, they knew what it meant. There was nobody saying, what does that mean? Ah." So they just went ahead and they kissed. Emily says that she feels physical attraction and they're on the path to a little spice and a little heat. They start talking at the reception table and they're eating and they find out each other's ages and he is younger but just like a year he's 28 and she's 29 um they ask each other what they drive which i found interesting i think it's an interesting question but i don't know that we've ever heard that um she drives a jeep and he drives an audi and they ask about the bachelorette party and emily goes on and on about how she went wild and what did he do with the strippers? Uh, Brendan was like, he wasn't really into it. He tells That's a lie, that, right? <laughs> um, I can't remember, to be honest. Uh, Austin was the one who was really not into it. I think Brendan was a little bit into it, but maybe <laughs> I'm misremembering. <laughs> Who's the one that was Plus, doing the blank the blanket? Wasn't well, it? That was Austin trying to cover up the strippers. <laughs> Yes, that was Austin. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think Brendan got a lap dance. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> he says that you know he sees that she's the life of the party, and he's a little reserved, but he can appreciate her wanting to be honest. But it's a building block to a relationship. But for now, it's nice. And I'm like, oh, uh, Brendan, where do you stand? Is this a concern? Is this not a concern? Do you appreciate it? And is it a is it a building block or is it an actual block? I don't know. I feel like I'm predisposed to dislike these two. I thought the car question was a little shallow. <laughs> I find the question she asked to be like quite interesting. Like, what did she ask? The party, the bachelorette party. Well, she last week she asked like, how much do you drink, basically, or how much yeah, do you yeah, like yeah. the party. What car do you drive? I'm like, mm, are these the building blocks to a great marriage? <laughs> I don't know, but if they like it, I love it. The thing that matters is like if both of them are equally as shallow, they can make it work and wade in their shallow pool together. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> um, Becca and Austin are talking. Reception also. Austin says... Her dress looks good. And then he kind of non-verbally hinted at it being boobalicious. And he was like, I hope you're picking up what I'm dropping. And she's like, I'm picking it up. Um, And they're laughing. And Becca says, like, it's so weird to be meeting for the first time in formal clothes. And how does he dress outside of this? He says, like, he dresses like a pro skater who doesn't skate. I don't know what that means. But Becca gets it. It's just like, so do I, honestly. They find out all these things that they have in common. Like she rollerblades. He says he does too. He says he's allergic to cats. So is she. And they joke that they married themselves. And she says, like, this is like a first date on crack. (laughs) They do the clinking. They know what it is. And they kiss. So Lauren and Orion in their reception too. Orion thanks her for making it a great experience for him. She sh- um, he asks her what her dad thought about this. She shares that her dad thought it was strange. And she also shares about her mom passing and how she really misses her mom. And her mom was her best friend. And she gets her. This is the kind of person that she could be like, I had a one night stand and I did cocaine, which she would never do. She adds that part. 
But her mom would be like, okay, how was it? And then later she would be like, well, she was just like the non-judgmental parent. And her dad is the opposite of that. And then he says, there's something that I was scared to share. I'm like, oh God. And then he says that, you know, that as she knows, he's finishing classes to be a real estate broker. And because he's doing that, he's still living with his mom. I want to unpack this a little bit. So I I don't, okay. He says something about construction. So I, I'm confused. So I know he's an electric technician, but then he said something about being in construction, but then he's working to be a real estate broker. Is that, is that all? Does that make, I, I don't know. Is it feasible? I would say it's feasible, but I'm like, so what parts of these credentials are revenue generating today? Especially if you're not licensed in Denver, I mean, Colorado. I'm not going to lie. You know, I'm sure this is all in the matchmaking special, but that's also part of the fun of not watching the matchmaking special. When he said this, I was like, why did they give this woman someone who's like, not established because one track mind culture sexually free and then that's it that's it that's all but you know that we what am i trying to say they do have other things in common it looks like lauren is looking for i hate to say it the 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 death of her mom is still so fresh and it really feels like she's rocked to her core and she's looking for some kind of stability that I think the experts think Orion exudes and will be good for her. I don't count nurturing and stability as the same thing. So she even says that Orion gives off the mom energy. And I think she means the like person who will take care of me type thing. But I'm like, uh, that to me is different from like stability. Honestly, everything about Orion sounds a little, I'm not stable yet. Yes. So yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, I guess when I say stability, I just mean like her person. So I guess he could be her person without a stable job. He certainly can. (laughs) Um, I was not, he said, oh, I've been living with my mom. And she did ask the important question, which is like, yes, it is fine to live with your parents to save money. However, have you been saving money? And he says he has, but he didn't say it forcefully enough for me. I wanted him to be like, oh yeah, I could totally buy a house tomorrow. Or, oh yeah, I don't know what I was looking for. But he's like, yeah, I have been. And I was like, okay, how? (laughs) I don't know how he could have answered it, but... Yeah, like Aid said, she asked if he has been saving. And she does say maybe because her mom died, she wishes she could live with her parents. That, you know, she had a sister that moved out. And she's like, there's nothing but bills. And, well, I guess to your point, he does answer rather enthusiastically. Mm-hmm, lots of bills. So I don't know. Um, Here, my thing is, as long as he's saving... That's true, but I don't know. Like you said, we don't know if he's actually saving. But my thing is like, as long as he's saving and he's able to afford if they want to get an apartment or whatever, 
Because if he can't, then why the hell do you think you're ready for marriage? Mm-hmm. I just, I don't, I don't understand, you know, what you're doing, but I don't know. I don't want to, I'm, I'm trying to give Orion a chance, but I wouldn't say like this was a good episode for him because I'm just side-eyeing the hell out of him right now. So the, by our <laughs> count, this is episode three and Orion has had basically two bad episodes. <laughs> um, I think the other thing is, I don't know. When did you say this filmed, Aid? January of 2023. Okay. So it's not even been a year since Lauren's mom passed. And my only concern is just like that grief. She's not through it. And she might be looking for something and transferring it, you know, that I, even I myself, I'm like, is she ready for this? Because even like, it's, it it just kind of rocks your world. You know, like you lose a parent and it's like pre post and all that. And everything is tied to it. And if you notice everything that she says is tied to it. And she seems so close to her mom. So even her just saying like, I wish I lived with my parents is making her just gloss over this. Like not to say like, he's not telling the truth, but it's like not a thing for her. Like if her mom was alive, would that be a thing of concern for her? Would that have been a thing for her? concern versus the first thing being oh i just wished i lived with my parents and had more time to spend with them yeah. i don't does that make sense okay yeah like is she in the space to do this really is yes. he in the space to do this but you know anything can happen on the show anything can happen you know on survivor they always say expect the unexpected that that, that applies to married at first sight to be honest <laughs> Um, Orion is so happy at her response and says that she put him at ease and she tells us that she is pleasantly surprised. Claire and Cameron, Claire tells him that she doesn't bike. He says that in the vows, they, you know, they said things like who they are as an individual. They have to have their own hobbies. It's so awkward. They're talking over each other. One's trying to get a sentence. I'm like, oh gosh. Um, she just says she's happy that he has hobbies. And then Claire says that she's been with a lot of unstable guys who have been codependent on her. And Cameron says, no offense. Y'all, you know, when someone says no offense, nothing good is coming after that. And he says, you look like you would attract those kind of guys. (laughs) This man says you attract users after knowing her for a couple hours, by the way. That wasn't good. Most of the time, it's unnecessary. What you think it? Don't say it. And he says, and then she goes, "Okay, no offense taken, but why?" He goes, "Because he, he realizes he was like, oh, I just heard what I said.'" But he says, "You know, because you're pretty and it's easy to get cut up." I, I don't know. I might be. Oh. I don't get it. I don't get it. What does that if mean? Something like you just exude kindness, and that could be taken advantage of sometimes. Something. Instead, he's just, that was off. That was a very strange thing to say. I thought that he was going to say, because you seem like someone who has your your shit together and they may be attracted to that and they wanted to, they're just attracted to that thing. I'm like, that's, that doesn't even make sense, but I would take that over you're pretty and it's easy to get cut up. So it's like a moth to a flame. Uh, Do you, anyways. Anyways, it's not it was, like a diss. It, it, <laughs> and that's why that man started with no offense. And it was a very strange diss for someone you've known literally for a few hours at most. 
They both say that they're attracted to each other. They do the clinking and they kiss. And I silently said, God bless the season. Cameron says most of his life has been him versus the world. And he doesn't want to be that way. So he's optimistic about his future with Claire. Claire tells him that her family is huge. And at her sister's wedding, there were 400 people. So she, this is so weird to her that having this really small wedding. He mentions that his parents aren't here, which I thought was odd because I thought he already told her in their first chat that he wasn't there, but that he clocked that family is very important to her. But they're all smiles and giggles and everyone's having a good time. Yes. It's crazy because, like, if you analyze what they say, you're like, wait, that was bad. But if you analyze how they feel about it, they're like, yay, it's all good. You know, for all my talk of Claire being uptight or whatever, um, she made it okay for us to be okay. Because I held my breath when he made that comment. And I'm like, is she going to make a stink out of it? But she kind of laughed and brushed it off. And I was like, okay, if Claire's okay, then I'm okay. Then I could move on with it. So, yeah. (laughs) So next up we have a montage of people's speeches. I think part of the reason why this season is better is I just feel like they're moving faster. They are snip snipping on that editing floor. Mm -hmm. So Lauren's friend, Brian says they're all crazy for being here. And he calls Orion Orion and Lauren has to correct him. He apologizes and wishes them well. Um, Austin's groomsman, Derek, says nice things. Um, Cameron's groomsman, Alec, makes a joke about how Cameron really likes chocolate. And then he says he could go on for about Claire for seconds because <laughs> that's all he knows of her. And I thought that was a good joke for the situation that they're in without saying anything bad about Claire. It was just funny. Yeah, it was. Claire's sister, Chrissy, goes on a tangent about how she's her soulmate because they were in the womb together. I don't know if this is going to be a theme this season, but it is kind of a theme this wedding. Claire's sisters are a bit much. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) They're all too attached. I feel like that's the only way to describe it. But I think, isn't that what comes with large families? They're just all codependent, but they don't know they're codependent, but they call it, we're just really close. Yes. I mean, and I don't think it's a hazard of large families. I think small families can be that way too. I just, it's a choice to go to your sister's wedding. It felt like you were marking your territory. I'm her soulmate because we were in the womb together. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was weird. it's It's what I thought. Well, is she one of the singles or part of... Oh, they were in the womb together. So I don't know. There was like... There were four of them. So she's competing with somebody else. One more sister. (laughs) Oh, wow. Um, Emily's dad says that his daughter has been a bride three times for Halloween. I don't know why he would mention that. It just sounded sad to me. Because he said that she's dreamt of being a bride since... (laughs) being a preschooler and then she even dressed up as a bride during Halloween and I'm like that's not cute (laughs) it's not a cute story because especially when you add it against the fact that she never had a boyfriend no it's off (laughs) 
<laughs> Brennan's dad, really sweet, says that Brennan has been smiling since he saw Emily. And it's really, it's a really nice moment. It's like very sweet. Um, yeah. Next up, everybody does cake cutting. Becca and Austin's cake is very much fall colors. Once again, we are in January. Um, I was noting who used a fork and who used their hands. Because at the end of the day, it's like, when was the last time that you washed your hands to be using it to stick in food in someone else's bath? Um, <laughs> everybody was pretty cute with the cake. No one smashed cake in anybody's face. Nice, nice. Then everybody's now got to deal with, I don't know what to call it, the, the, the Inquisition, the gauntlet. But everybody's got to talk to some family or some friends. And so we start with Austin, with Becca's bridesmaids. And he's amazed at how much they have in common. Like I said, everybody this season has plenty in common. Whatever goes wrong, the experts at least tried. Um, <laughs> the Nintendo 64s, the skate park that he goes to is the one she has her birthday party every year. These aren't huge things, but it does mean something. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, his friends asked Becca about first impressions. She says she was really nervous about the person being there for the right reasons. She mentioned trying to get Instagram followers. <laughs> and she said when she got to the top of the aisle and this man is crying, she's like, okay, whatever he's here for, it's not like Instagram followers or any of the other wrong reasons. <laughs> and he's cute. Um, his friends say that he's very authentic. He'll tell you what's going on. Um, her friends say that she isn't passive aggressive. She will also tell you what's going on. They, her, her friends say that communication, you have to share and she'll understand. But if you're ambiguous or you don't understand yourself, you will create anxiety. And this whole like stream, I'm like, this is very complicated. I don't know why you guys are telling this man this. Like, basically, if you don't communicate, you'll you'll trigger her anxiety. This is a lot to put on a person on the first day. Um, I think Becca's friends did too much. Thank you. Too, too much. Austin's friends ask about physicality. This is the first time I've ever heard. You know, we usually have the, are you going to have sex tonight? Are you going to consummate your marriage? This is the first time I've heard, is there going to be immediate physicality? I, I was chuckled by that term terminology. I've never heard that one before. I thought it was funny because I'm the first person to get on people like, why are you saying, are you going to have sex? But when people try to talk around it with physicality, it's like, well, maybe you should just say, you guys going to have sex? <laughs> They're trying to freshen things up this season, eh? Haven't you noticed? <laughs> His friends tell Becca that he doesn't like to rush. Her friends tell him that she's very touchy, that she will touch you and scratch you. It sounded like a little bit like an assault. <laughs> they said that she's she's very sex positive, she's not traditional, and she's unapologetic about her beliefs and morals. Later on, Becca says something about how like she can't have sex right now because she's still recovering from surgery, which is the complete opposite of what her friend said. I was like, what is going on here? <sighs> Maybe they forgot. I think maybe they were talking in general terms. And if she, I, if she, yeah. If she still can't have sex, that means like that surgery was no later than six weeks prior. 
I'm still I'm still blown away by the fact that she had surgery and married a stranger. Those are two huge things within a short period of time. <laughs> you know, I I I I would I'm going to I don't want to say enjoy, but it's going to be interesting to find out more about where we are cuz she's going to have to tell him. Um I'm like could she go in the pool and in the honeymoon? Like how far out are we? Yeah. Yeah. So next we go to Orion and Lauren. I would like you guys to note that November 1st is the first day of Native American Heritage Month. So in order to celebrate that, maths gave us um, Native American dancing with a drum. They didn't really tell us like everything about what we were watching, but it was well understood that this was a Native American tradition and everybody participated and they seemed to have a really good time doing it. And the whole thing was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was. So Kyla, the roommate, of course, gets to talk to Becca. And she tells her that his what he's wearing is not what he normally wears, which I think she understood from the I dress like a skater who doesn't skate but that he generally wears pajamas and he starts projects and doesn't finish them but he that she will never have to worry about trash she will always take out the trash and my favorite part where Kyla was like I'm now worried about the trash now that he's gonna be gone (laughs) (laughs) um Cameron has I'm telling you these Claire sisters are just too much for me so we got one who's a soulmate. Now we've got this other one, or maybe it's the same one. I'm having trouble keeping them safe. Um, Cameron says that he's always judged people who didn't want to move away from their family. I, this is another like, Cameron, why did you say that? Um, but he has a good point. He moved away from his family, found a new family, and he would never want to move away from them. But they're all like, oh, yeah, like us, we never move away from our family. What are you trying to say? But he explains, like, no, I have a new family now and I would never want to move away from them. And then he says that he's getting along really well with their mom, which honestly to me was pretty innocuous. He's just like, yeah, your mom really likes me. Um, So he says that he's getting along with the mom really, really well. I don't see a problem with this. But they're like, really? She likes you? Like, they made it seem like a negative. Like, he was bragging too much about her. The mom being kind to him? Weird. I don't think okay. it was weird. I read it as negative too. I'm What's like, negative about know? saying someone's been nice to you and she likes it's, you? It's the way that he said it. Like you just met someone for the first time. By the way, my mom, your mom, she just loves me. She likes me. She would have, There was something about the way he said it. It just rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, I mean, again, think it, don't say it. And then, yeah, mm-mm. Then the next thing he said was, everything I do, I excel at. It's in, it's a camp. Mm-mm. There's well, something he gives off. Well, he talks about how he's really great at school. That was weird. I don't know why you're telling these people you're great at school. <laughs> but what they did in response, I'll give them this. They were like, <laughs> they were like, brush your shoulder off. <laughs> so they go and brush your shoulder off and he does not get it at all. <laughs> And, like, I will say that I understand the reference in relation to Jay-Z. If you're feeling like a pimp, go go ahead and brush your shoulder off. And I'm like, does he get, like, oh, you feel really good. Brush your shoulder. Like, I don't think he got it. Um, 
I'm also like, is that an American cultural reference? Like, the man is an immigrant. Cut him some slack. <laughs> oh, man. That was funny, that whole scene. But I think... I'll, okay, I'll come back. It did rub me the wrong way, but honestly, I think it was still nervousness. Cameron doesn't seem like the kind of person that would admit that he was nervous. But to me, it's one of those things. Like, for some people, when you're nervous, either you have verbal diarrhea or you clam up. And I think he was just saying anything that came to his head at that moment. I I think the thing about watching Cameron with the sisters is I think the sisters are like weird and and like I just think they're a little antagonistic. Uh, it's I almost like they don't want this to work. I think two things can be true. I think, yes, I agree with you that the sisters are a little bit too much, especially that one who had that one confessional for like five seconds. And I'm like, I don't, I couldn't tell if she drank a lot or if that's just her on a regular day. But at the same time, I think uh, Cameron was also doing his best. He was, he was a funny guy. He fancies himself a funny guy. There were a tad bit too many jokes. (laughs) You're like, but they weren't funny. No. Because if they were funny, you would just say, he's a funny guy. Exactly. Lauren is talking to Orion's groomsman. She starts talking about his layers. And his groomswoman says that his nickname is Onion because he has so many layers. And Lauren's like, I'm not calling him that. (laughs) (laughs) That was his sister. Oh, okay. Um, Lauren shares with them that her, like, biggest flaw is that she needs too much validation. But she knows it and she's working on it. Um, then they talk about how they're both self-aware. And one of the friends is like, you should tell him that you need validation so he can give it to you, which is not terrible advice. Yeah. I mean, I appreciated her saying it. She just sounds like someone who knows herself, flaws and all. Yeah. So next, Orion has to sit down and talk to Lauren's dad, Victor. Wait. I'm sorry. I wanted to say, like, when she said she's not a yeller, she's not combative, I'm like, is this a red flag? Because the last time we heard it, that was from Justin. (laughs) The funny thing about humans is they're not lying. I would say things like that, too. Oh, I'm not a yeller. But if someone gets you hot, you're going to start yelling. That's the problem. (laughs) You don't want to be a yeller, but you're going to be yelling. I Ah. I think... Also, the other thing is, like, we don't see ourselves. There is nobody who has the exact accuracy of the read on themselves as how other people would describe them. We don't see ourselves the way other people see us. And yet these people are asked to describe themselves and then a spouse is picked for them. So, eh. (laughs) So, Victor, Lauren's dad, sits down with Orion. He starts with, I have like 15 to 100 questions that people should ask before they get married. But the first question is, do you own a toolbox? But it sounds like you already own a toolbox. So that's good. I was like, look, you know what I appreciate about that? You always want to start with the positive. Whatever (laughs) Lauren's dad, Victor, is fixing to say next, he started with a positive. (laughs) This is where Orion tells us that he's been an electrician for seven to eight years. He's licensed to sell real estate in New York. Then there's a question, is is he licensed to do that in Colorado? He said no. Then he starts talking about how he wants a house on the East Coast and a house in Colorado, the beach, the snowboarding. He just enjoys getting up and going. 
I, I of course, Lauren's dad is like, what is this man saying? Like, <laughs> first off, there's nothing wrong with Orion's preferences. But Lauren's dad is like, you forgot to mention that whatever you like or whatever life you want to live, you now have a wife now who should yeah. perhaps be involved in these decisions. Yeah. Yep. I, I, Orion failed this. <laughs> Just terrible. Um, I don't know if he realized who he was talking to. Like, No. You, he was absolutely. His, her dad was one hundred percent right. She was. He was absolutely talking like a single man. At no point did he even think to say, "Oh, but you know, it all depends on what Lauren wants, and we'll see if we can work something out, or we talk to each other." I just, at least lie, even if you didn't think about it. When he said it, you'd be like, "Absolutely, of course, I'm going to talk to her about it." I don't know. He just, yeah, he's not ready for. He's not giving me ready for marriage vibes. And that continues. So he gets into a conversation with her dad about how he grew up. Her, her dad is like, well, what do you expect from marriage? And he said, I grew up with a matriarch. Women ran the show. Therefore, he's never dated in his culture because he doesn't like being bossed around. Oof. <laughs> it's just... Oof. I don't care what race you are. And, you know, <laughs> I will say this, and, and there are reasons why, and I'm not saying it's because they're, like, wonderful. You just do not hear white women, white men going anywhere to say how they don't date white women because X, Y, Z. It is only non-white men who say these things. Yeah. And, there's, and, and you hear it from, like, a variety. Like, I've heard it from Asian men. We heard it from Sheik. We heard it from... I don't date women within my culture because X, Y, Z. There's always some sort of reason that doesn't sound good and also stereotypes all the women in your culture. Yeah. So Orion's explanation was not good. Um, and I'm thinking to myself, do you expect to never be bossed around by Lauren? Yeah, I'm I'm glad her dad called him out on it. He was like, let me get this straight. Did you just say... <laughs> <laughs> so Orion talks about like mutual respect and Lauren's dad I love this man for this he said well it doesn't really matter what I say you don't need my approval Orion's like well I'd still like to have it this man says we'll wait and see <laughs> I just met you today you've just talked some nonsense so we're just gonna have to wait and see whether or not you're gonna get my approval <laughs> he spoke the real all right, guys, so we will come back to talk about the rest of the receptions. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. 
And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. So when we come back, Emily and Brendan are first up. He takes the garter out from under her dress with actually very little fanfare. Um, he throws it. I did not see one man even stretch out an arm to try to get that garter. Um, we see lots of the women throwing bouquets. Lauren throws hers. It's nice. It's pretty. They shoot those very well, actually. Um, I want to say, like, you know, we talked about the interstitials last time. And I was looking at the poll. I was interested in the poll that they had. And the poll was like, which couple will last? And I was very, very surprised to see that Claire and Cameron were first at 40%. I don't even know why I'm surprised. Last week, I said Claire and Cameron were my favorite couple. (laughs) I do not feel that way anymore, guys. (laughs) Because this episode, I don't know. I'm not getting a good feeling. And then Emily and Brennan were... Sorry, uh, Becca and Austin were second with 35%, and then 18% and 7%, 18% for Lauren and Orion, and 7% for Emily. And that really surprised me. For our poll, Becca and Austin were number one, which was 50%, and that's who I expected to be number one on this poll. And Lauren and Orion were second with 47%. We got 3%. For Emily and Brennan and ours. Claire and Cameron got zero, but I kind of expected it because they hadn't had their wedding by the time we did our polls. So um, it was just really surprising that Claire and Cameron were giving the people good vibes. I was surprised. 
no one is giving, everybody has little red flags here and there. I would say with the exception of Austin and Becca so far. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, to me, no one's really in the lead. Like Lauren and Orion were in the lead last week. This week, Orion is really, eh. so I don't need, I would actually say Becca and Austin are my number one right now. Yeah. I think most people except whoever answered these polls would agree with you. <laughs> Emily and Brennan are looking pretty good too. I think I don't like either one of them. <laughs> we'll see how that develops, but I think there's something about them that's just off. But it, yeah. it's not something that as a couple is off. It's about them as people. Yeah. What was it you said last time that, um, oh, like how you said Lauren and Orion are like a good couple. These two are on equal levels of low level unlikability. So when you put them as a couple, and it's not like anything they've done. It's just a vibe, really. And for Emily, it's easier to pinpoint. It's just like, I just, who are you, Emily? Like, you make it such a heavy point to let us know that you're a partier and you do this and you're so, you know, do what you want. But who are you outside of that? I don't know yet. I feel like I have a sense of, like, who Lauren is, who Becca is. Um, and who Claire is, but I don't know who Emily is without the drinking and the party. That's all she's shown us. And Brennan is just a vibe. Like, he's chill, he's conservative, yeah, but I feel like there's just more to come. And don't forget last episode, he was like, I will try to be 100%. I'll try to give my 100%. So, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. So Brennan is talking to Emily's bridesmaids and they ask if she lived up to expectations and he's like, yeah, she's charismatic, she's fun. One of them asks like why he's here and he's like, I've been in a couple relationships, but I left the relationships knowing more about what I wanted and I knew that my next would be a lifelong partner. Then they ask how long his last relationship was and he says two years. Like how long, how long ago his relationship was, right? Yes, because I was like, it just ended a few months. This Okay, that answer to me sounded off because it didn't really track with what he told Keisha. Has um, he been on After Party? Am I crazy? Um, He has. Brennan is the one. No, I just think it wasn't a relationship. They were having fun. Okay. Yeah, but the last relationship I, was two years ago, but yeah, yeah. And he didn't reference that one, which I guess is fine. Yeah, he's, I think he said six months or something like, no, right before the show or something, when the process started. Yeah. So Emily sits down with the grooms and they said their first impression is good. Richie is quick to be like, uh, what about that no relationship business? And she's like, yeah, I mean, I have been with people we've hooked up, even been somewhat serious. There just hasn't been an actual relationship. And she says she knows that it's a red flag, but she doesn't think that's a red flag. She's had 29 years to focus on herself, and that made her ready to be married. What do you think of that explanation? It's the same thing. She fed us an after party last week or something, and it doesn't make any sense. I just think it sounds it sounds like a press release. <laughs> I don't know I- if she really believes that. I feel, I will say this though. It's it's like when people ask you like, why are you single? (laughs) 
I don't know. <laughs> if I had the answer, like, don't you think I would share it with you? I don't know. There's really no answer to the question, why have you never been in a relationship in 29 years? So I feel like she's just coming up with answers because you have to have one. But probably her answer is, I don't know. <laughs> but you can't say that. You got to say, oh, it's, I've been working on myself. Oh, like you've got to have a story because you can't just say, I don't know, because no one likes that answer. Okay. So, no, it's not playing devil's advocate. So I'm trying to parse through my thoughts. That's the thing when you record, there's no time to think about what you're about to say. But maybe this is just human nature. When someone asks you that question or they feel like you haven't been... Now, it's a different thing if she wasn't in situationships. It seems to be that she is in situationships. It seems to be that she does want a relationship, clearly, because she wants to get married. Now, if she hasn't been able to achieve that, I think maybe human nature, I think she's being judged in that what is wrong with you that you cannot get a boyfriend. And I think maybe what some people are looking for is some kind of self-reflection or accountability that it can't, at this point... Just be other people's fault if you keep meeting with guys. It's not that you're not meeting guys. You're meeting guys, but it never goes to the next step of a relationship. Granted, I agree with you that it just may be nothing to do with her, but I think people are looking to make it that easy for her to say, it's me, I'm the problem. It's because I do X, Y, Z. But I think a good answer is just like, no one's ever asked me to be their girlfriend. What do you want me to do? Because she has said that she does date people. She just she does get to X number of dates. It just never progresses into girlfriend stuff. I do have a friend who does reviews, whether it's friends, whether it's exes or whatever. Like she just goes back and asks, what do you think I could have done better? Or what do you hmm. think like I was missing or whatever and stuff like that. So maybe, I don't think it's right. Like things just happen. She hasn't had a boyfriend. So maybe what people are looking for is some kind of accountability. Like what is it that you've met like one, two, three, four, five, and each one has decided, nah, I don't want to be your girlfriend. Is there something you think you could work on? Which her friend hinted at too, like that said she was selfish. So <laughs> that's why devil's advocate explanation like on one hand maybe there's no answer but if it were me i'll just be like no one's asked me but maybe it's true that she hasn't met anyone that she wants to be her boyfriend that's also possible at the end of the day the question is why are you deficient (laughs) you don't want to tell these people who you just met exactly what your deficiency is maybe one day it'll either be revealed to your husband or you tell your husband maybe you even know what it is But maybe you're just like, I don't really feel like explaining what is deficient within me to you. Yeah. Yeah, because at the same time, she shouldn't have to, quote unquote, put herself down to make other people feel comfortable that, oh, X, Y, Z, this is what's wrong with me or whatever. So, yeah, it's a tricky question, like you said. Now, while she's struggling for answers, her friends seem to be somewhat clear on why she's always been (laughs) single. Because they, they, they talk about it with Brandon and they say, all the people that I've, that, well, he asked, have you met any of these like guys who she was not in a relationship with? They're like, yeah, we met some. Um, you can just see them like start to think about what exactly can we say. Um, and they were like, oh, no 
was serious. Uh, one says all the people I've liked for her, she's just shaken off. One says, oh, no one was worth her time. Like, if it doesn't work, she just kind of, like, got rid of them. I don't, I was like, this is not good. <laughs> your, your friends are basically saying that anybody who wanted to be with you, you got rid of. But I'm like, if those people were not what she wanted, what's the problem here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She tells her friends if she wanted a boyfriend, she could have had one. I'm sorry, she tells his friends. If she wanted a boyfriend, she could have had one. So I was like, okay, that's probably true. That actually tracks with what her friend said. Mm, okay. I mean, we kind of, not, well, I kind of poo-pooed that on after when she said that on After Party last week on our episode. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if I agree. I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> There's a school of thought out there that says that if you're a woman and you want a man, you can have one. Will yep. you get the man that you actually want? That's a different question. Yes. So I think I'm in agreement with her that if she wanted a boyfriend, she could have had one. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. It's just because when they interviewed her and they asked her, they're like, Oh, after this, it they ghost you. Why did they ghost you? I don't know. Then all of a sudden, it's because I don't want them. I don't know what's true. You said but you her were friends ghosted. even agree. They have concrete examples of she got rid of them. <laughs> okay. We'll take her by her word. So we're still on this topic with his friends and her. And she actually, one of them is about to ask, if you haven't been in a committed relationship, how will you handle marriage? And she finished the sentence for him. And she's like, I just think anyone knows she has to trust her, herself. He has to trust her. I just feel like we could be, I could be better at communication. They talk about how he also likes to talk. And so they have to be good listeners and communicate. They also said that his relationship ended because he had communication issues, whether it was being a bad texture, sharing how you feel. Um, keep that in mind to be set up for success is their advice. That pissed me off. What, what the <laughs> heck does that mean? He was like, keep that in mind and you're set up for success. What does that mean? How about your friend opens his mouth and communicates? There's nothing. That doesn't solve anything. Once again, her bridesmaid is like, Brennan, you have to have patience. <laughs> she lives by a short fuse. I was like, oh, Lord. She's independent and she hasn't had to consider someone else's feelings for a long time or ever or ever. <sighs> Claire and Cameron go and talk to grandma. It's super sweet. Grandma's first question is, is Cameron with a C or a K? This is a question I appreciate. She's like, how do I spell it for the Christmas card? <laughs> um, she makes a joke about how they came over to talk to her just because she's the oldest person here. They're like, no, you're the wisest because America has weird hangups about aging. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, like, I'm, I'm just going to say it. In my culture, you would come over to the oldest person in the room out of respect for the fact that they're old. Yeah. It's not a dig to be the oldest person. That's how you get respect, <laughs> to be old. <laughs> That is true. She talks about how grandma was married for 60 years. And grandma's advice for them is 
not to argue, to cut it off. Don't do the one upmanship. Grandma also described this thing about staying home from late and someone not cooking dinner. And I'm like, this sounds very 1950s, (laughs) but okay. (laughs) That's probably when you were married. (laughs) Um, So Orion is talking to his friends and he says he just wants to hang out with Lauren. And Lauren is talking to her friends and she's like, I'm just looking like, where is he? I just want to like be with him. I was like, oh my gosh, you guys are so cute. Um, Her bridesmaids are like, what do you think? What do you feel? And she says she felt the mom energy. I think a lot of people, like, I don't know. We, we They discussed it in After Party. I'm kind of glad that they did. I could, it was a weird thing to say. I'm glad she explained it. But I think even, I didn't need the explanation for me to understand, like, the energy that her mom gave off maybe is similar to the energy that Orion gives off. Um, I know things progress and she did explain what she meant. I just think maybe what threw everyone off is I don't think that if I am thinking about a man that I would like to sleep with, that there is room for me to even say I could feel the mom energy. (laughs) That's, uh... All I got to uh, say right. about that. <laughs> I don't have anything more to say than you are right. <laughs> there is a, I felt safe in his eyes. I felt protected. I felt comfortable. But mom energy. Mm, yeah. <laughs> her, her, her bridesmaids discuss how Orion was very happy with what he saw when she came up the aisle. She talks about how the kiss was not unwanted, but was very unexpected. (laughs) I think (laughs) it's just more clues. Like, it wasn't like, girl, that kiss, she's very careful in how she says her reactions. It's like, not unexpected, but I mean, not unwanted, but I wasn't expecting that. But it wasn't like, oh, it was good. Like, oh, like we see Becca. We see even Claire. We see Emily. So it's just, I don't know. Hopefully we're reading through it. Because honestly, I'm saying all these things. But when we see the preview, it's all the opposite. So whatever. Just at this moment, that's what it feels like. His friends ask him if he's going to get lucky. Um, He's like, I don't want to. Like, I want us to, I don't know what he says, getting to know each other, something like that. Then they're like, but what if she starts it? And he's like, I guess I'm just, uh, what am I going to do? I'm going to have a really hard time. Just might have to take the bullet. So that was funny. Um, Emily talks to James and Dave, the groomsmen. And she says basically that she's DTF. And if they get sex out of the way, they can get to the emotional stuff. What did you think of that, Tame? <sighs> I'm just like, Emily, I feel like she just says things for shock value. I really need to unpack these feelings with myself. Is it that I'm just not a fan of Emily or just like reading into that? Because I'm just like, you just met these people. I get it. This is you. You're open and all that. I, I just feels like I, I, I can't remember exactly what she said, but that was the feeling that I got at that moment was just like, I just feel she says things for shock value. It just doesn't seem authentic. 
They ask Austin what he is expecting this evening, and he says that he wants to play, that he wants to talk and play N64. Becca says she wants to snuggle and kiss and see how it goes. Medically, she doesn't feel ready to do more. Emily starts talking about how she likes the venue and she wants to cry. I think this is in an interview. And I'm like, is she drunk? (laughs) (laughs) And that everything was just better than she expected, which I was happy. A lot of the people this season said that. Maybe I just for forgetting, but I don't recall everybody just being like, everything's better than I thought it would be. People very carefully would walk around how how they thought it was worse. They just wouldn't say anything. Um, a lot of them are usually happy on their wedding day. That's true. See, I'm just yeah. forgetting things. I'm just forgetting things. Yeah, they're always like, oh, it was great. I felt so comfortable. It feels like we've known each other for so long. And then they go on a honeymoon and it's like, boom, blows up. So, Emily's friends ask her if she's going to whip out the handcuffs and lingerie. She said something about how she forgot the key, but she brought the handcuffs. Mm-hmm. But yeah, his groomsmen are like BT Dubs. She's DTF. Um, it's not annoying for me to say, but that's really what my notes say because that's what she said. <laughs> um, everybody leaves, and then they have these like stand up interviews where they kind of talk about how they feel. Lauren is saying the best things. She's feeling Orion. And she got married to to meet Orion. She feels it in her spirit. Something to that effect. Cameron and Claire leave on a pedicab, which tracks with his whole I love bicycles. Um, He says he can't wait to travel with his wife, buy a house, get a dog, and experience a shared life. He, at this point, he can tell that Claire is everything he wanted and wants in a wife. Becca and Austin are happy. Becca hopes for the future is that they continue to get along. Emily and Brennan are very dramatic dancers. <laughs> <laughs> there's lifting and spinning. There's dramatic dips. There's a lot going on there. It's funny. I was just like, they seem to have the most fun. It just seemed fun. It seemed like how your wedding should be. I'll give you, they seem to have a great time together. I, I will say that. So we see a preview for basically the rest of the season. And the only thing I noted is that for the decision day, there was no Orion and Lauren. (laughs) Did you notice that? No, I did not. Oh, no. (laughs) I was like, damn it. Then I I really, I'm going to be watching the preview every week to see if they show us some shots of Orion and Lauren going to decision day. Because right now, I don't see any. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's where we are. So, Tane, who has your bouquet? My bouquet goes to Lauren. I just loved her answer with her family and friends because that's sometimes you can say something and you're being self-deprecating, but she wasn't. She was just, you could tell that she was just being honest. Like, she still recognizes the prize, but she's a prize that has flaws. And I just really appreciate it. And she took everything in stride. And even if... Well, it's all speculation. She's not attracted that attracted to Orion or anything. She's still willing to give it a chance. It's not like, oh God, I'm not attracted to my husband. I need to go or whatever. And I just really appreciate just the maturity that she's bringing to the experiment. Who has yours? You know, I really liked Becca and Austin this week. They felt like my non-problematic phrase. Um, 
I love that they have so many random things in common and they embrace all those things. Yeah. Um, this this week they were just nice and sweet and getting to know each other and I just liked them. They gave me positive vibes. Yeah. Who has your burnt ashes? I struggled with this and I decided to go with my first choice and it's Cameron. I don't have anything concrete. It's strictly vibes. Something about Cameron seems like he's strong-headed, the kind of person that's like my way or no way and just has opinions. I think I was just put off a lot by a lot of things. Like he was nice and he was sweet and he seems to really like Claire, but I didn't like like the jokes after about like the fifth, sixth, okay, like cut it out. And then the whole, well, sorry, I read it wrong. Like the whole, my mom really likes me. I excel at everything. And then no offense. And then whatever it is that he said, I was just like kind of over camera. So it's just all vibes. I have no concrete proof. Just feels like someone that would be a wall and hard to get to know, like hard to penetrate. So, yeah. Who has your ashes? Claire's sisters. I don't even know which ones. All of them. <laughs> Some of them. I'm your soulmate in the womb. Um, I felt like they were overly harsh on Cameron. It feels like their family is a club and they want to keep people out. <laughs> <laughs> the resistance even last week, but I'm not a fan of Claire's sisters. You know, I'm sure they'll be at housewarmings and other things, and I hope they have time to redeem themselves. But right now, I just get the sense that, like, Claire is something they hold on to and they don't want to share. Yes. I think you're accurate in that. My runner-up was going to be Orion. I just... The thing about Orion is... We have to keep on giving him weeks to either get better or get worse, because... It's very funny how much we're rooting for Orion and Lord while simultaneously being like, I don't think this guy is that great. Yeah, I mean, Lauren is the one pulling the weight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We're we're wrapping up for this week. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at AlterCallMAFS. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. We love hearing from you guys. Let us know what you think. Yeah, we're available anywhere you listen to podcasts. And like we said at the beginning of the episode, you can now, if you're one of those who listen via YouTube, we are now on YouTube. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. Give us a five-star rating if you please. And we will be here next week. Bye, guys. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.